If I had to pick one thing that I knew for sure you and I both had in common, along with every other person that we know, I'd probably say this. We're all losers. Now, not very nice or positive, I know. But before you get too offended, let me clarify. I don't mean loser as in the infamous L-shaped hand gesture to the forehead. I mean that we've all experienced what it feels like to lose, repeatedly. Even the people we think of as winners have most likely lost far more often than they've won. We've lost arguments, we've lost friends, we've lost competitions, we've lost games, we've lost money, we've lost jobs and opportunities. We've lost in a thousand other ways that are easily identifiable. And let's face it, losing can be tough. I'm a huge fan of baseball. Atlanta Braves, to be specific. But I can appreciate most Major League Baseball teams. (laughs) There are a few that I get a bit riled up about, but not many. Anyway, when I was a kid, I played Little League ball, and when I wasn't doing that, I was either playing plastic ball in my grandparents' backyard, or I was listening to baseball games on the radio. I still love listening to the Braves on the radio. I really just love the game of baseball. But as an adult, I also love baseball because of One simple truth. Baseball players have to learn how to cope with defeat more constantly than possibly any other professional athlete. If you know anything at all about baseball, you know that even the greatest players in history only have a batting average in the 300s. Ty Cobb's lifetime batting average was 366. Ted Williams was 344. Babe Ruth, 342. Lou Gehrig, 340. Hank Aaron, 305. Mickey Mantle, 298. That means that for every 10 times these Hall of Famers got up to bat, they either struck out or batted out seven times. Seven out of 10 times they failed. A 70% fail rate. Wow. Sports columnist Thomas Bowl once said, quote, a losing streak can mount up on you so much quicker than a winning streak that it's kind of a terror that grips a team. It's like the sp- Spooky music that runs underneath baseball. So how do baseball players learn to deal with so much constant failure and loss? Now, granted, it could just be their superstitious nature, or maybe they're just mentally deranged. I mean, can they not see that getting out seven out of ten times is a horrible track record? Actually, I think Stanford University psychologist Carol Dweck has the real answer. Dweck has spent decades of research on achievement and success, which she wrote about in her book called Mindset. Now, according to Dweck, mindsets are just beliefs, beliefs about yourself and your most basic qualities, your intelligence, your talents, your personality. So here's a question. Are those qualities simply fixed traits carved in stone, or are they things that you and I can cultivate throughout life? Now, according to Dweck, your answer indicates whether or not you have a fixed or a growth mindset. In a fixed mindset, people believe that their qualities, their intelligence, their talent, etc., are simply fixed traits. They spend all of their time proving these qualities over and over. Every situation is evaluated. Will I succeed or fail? Will I look smart or dumb? Will I be accepted or rejected? Will I feel like a winner? or a loser. And they have no strategy to deal with failure. They give up and move on to something else. Just imagine if Babe Ruth had given up on baseball because 
he only got a hit three out of ten times. Now, by contrast, in a growth mindset, your qualities, the hand that you're dealt in life, is just the starting point for development. Someone with a growth mindset isn't focused on proving, but on improving. They believe everyone can change and grow through application and experience. This growth mindset creates a love of learning and a resilience that's essential for great accomplishment. People with growth mindsets understand that no one has ever accomplished great things, not Tchaikovsky or Ty Cobb, without years of passionate practice and learning. Now, Dweck argues quite convincingly to me that the view you adopt for yourself profoundly affects the way you lead your life and what you will be able to accomplish. Why waste time proving over and over how great you are when you could be improving instead? Why hide your deficiencies instead of overcoming them? The passion for stretching yourself and sticking to it, even or maybe especially when it's not going well, that's the hallmark of a growth mindset. This is the mindset that allows people to thrive during some of the most challenging times in their lives. Those times when the losses seem to be mounting up. Even the Apostle Paul touched on this idea of what we would call a fixed mindset. To the believers in Rome, he said, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith that God has given us. Now, that's solid advice. And then, to the believers in Galatia, he wrote, If anyone thinks there's something when they're not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then, they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. To the Corinthians, he wrote, Anyone who claims to know all the answers doesn't really know very much. And then a few chapters later, he added, Don't be childish in your thinking. Now, to be clear, he wasn't writing about mindset specifically, but it's pretty obvious that he himself did not have a fixed mindset. As he said in Philippians, One thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. He did not believe that he was already, quote, all that in a bag of chips, as they say. He knew that he still had a long ways to go, but neither did he believe that who he was and what he was capable of was fixed, written in stone. He believed in a God who makes change and growth possible, and so he determined to continue learning, continue growing, and to continue improving. Medals, awards, certificate, these are, they're all great. But let's be honest, they have no value in and of themselves. Unless you're famous, you won't ever be able to resell those things. But improving yourself, learning to be a better person, friend, spouse, coworker, student, neighbor than you were yesterday, that knowledge is a priceless treasure that will profoundly impact your life far more than any trophy or award ever will. I challenge you, as you start your day, Get in the habit of checking your mindset. Are you going to make your day about proving yourself to be a winner? Fixed mindset. Or are you going to make it a chance to improve yourself? To become a slightly better version of who you were yesterday. If you choose the latter, you've already won. Regardless of what happens or how many times you strike out because you're always learning, always growing, always improving. Remember, a better mind 
always leads to a better life.